Hey y'all, I'm Dr. Tori and you're listening to the Ag and Color podcast, where we're rooting for black women in agriculture. This podcast is meant to highlight, center, and amplify the voices and experiences of black women in agriculture. I'm glad you came to kick it with me today. Want to hear about where I've been, manners, and some bomb black women? Let's get into it. Hey y'all, hey, it's Dr. Tori here with episode two, finally, right? And I'm so glad that you all decided to join me again. So first off, I know you probably want to know, T, like where you been? So I know I've been MIA, it's been almost a whole year since the last episode. And so I do want to tell you without too much detail, just where I've been. Uh, in, in that moment, in that time, It felt very important to me to release the podcast on my mom's birthday. My mom passed in 2011. And so for some reason, it just felt really important last year to do that. So I did. I had no idea that um, my health was going to take a turn. And so the summer and fall, I was kind of dealing with some health issues. And um, so that's kind of (laughs) where that's kind of why I've been MIA around December I got with a a new doctor and things have been on the up and up. So uh, just keep me in your prayers. Um, Things are are going well at the moment. And um, so, yeah, that's that's where I've been. And then as far as just the past couple of weeks, I traveled for three weeks straight. And when I came back, your girl was tired, done. So today I'm recording. It's my day off from work. I had to take a day. I was just like, every day I wake up, I get eight hours of sleep. I wake up and I'm tired. So I said, I, I know I need to take a day. I probably need to take a couple of days. But I did take today. I um, got up leisurely, got up. I took my time getting out of bed and um, I, I lounged around the house, cooked a very nice breakfast, you know, a French toast and fruit I took the time to um do the french press coffee got a massage today Um, and I've been watching tv and drinking water uh but yeah I've just been kind of chilling out today I've been uh, around the U.S. I'll say Um, I can't say too much at the moment but been around the U.S. conferencing and interviewing and whatnot but today I want to talk about counter spaces and manners. So you may say, so Dr. T, what's a counter space? A counter space is a space usually, not always, but usually outside of the classroom and its members are people with marginalized identities. Counter spaces are needed due to the normalization of white identity and culture and it results in curricula and pedagogy, campus and departmental norms that other and isolate black women. Counter spaces can provide empowerment, love, support, and affirmation to black women that are absent from spaces that center white identities. Counter spaces can take many forms. And in school, um, we often find them in the form of clubs. So for example, I participated in activities and events at the Black Cultural Center when I was at Purdue. I connected with black graduate students black undergraduates, black staff, and the center became like a second home. 
Sometimes I would go there to study or do work or just to hang out and and run my mouth, see who's there. I also participated in the Black Graduate Student Association, where Black graduate students from all kinds of disciplines came together for professional development, social events, and celebrations. Many undergraduates participated in the Black Student Union. A lot of the BSU events took place at the Black Cultural Center, and so I got to interact a lot with undergraduates as well. Counter spaces can also take the form of conferences. So sometimes our departments or institutions just don't have the support that we need on campus. And when that happens, we turn to outside resources. For example, I found a lot of research and racial identity support at a conference called ASH. That's the, the Association for the Study of Higher Education. There, I've been able to find like-minded people who support my research, and I joined a committee in their Council for Ethnic Participation called the Mentor-Protege Program. This is a group of equity-minded faculty, graduate students, staff and administration, practitioners of color who see the importance of mentoring for folks like us. And so now I want to talk about MANNERS. So MANNERS, if you're unaware, is an acronym. It's M-A-N-R-R-S. stands for Minorities in Agriculture, Natural Resources, and Related Sciences. And per their website, Manners is a national society that welcomes membership of people of all racial and ethnic group participation in agricultural and related science careers. However, Manners attempts to provide networks to support professional development of minorities. It is a springboard for their entry into and advance in careers where they otherwise will be lost in the sheer number and established connections of mainstream participants. For student members, Manners provides role models and networking opportunities. Our mission at Manners is to promote academic and professional advancement by empowering minorities in agriculture, natural resources, and related sciences. And according to Kansas State's website, Manor started as a small group of minority students from the College of Agriculture and Natural Resources at Michigan State University. Their visit to the Pennsylvania State University in 1985 encouraged the Penn State students to form a campus organization for minority students studying agriculture. The Michigan State group had already established such an organization on their campus. Out of this network activity was born the first Leadership Conference of Minorities in Agriculture and Natural Resources Association at Michigan State in 1986. In 87, the second annual Conference of Minorities in Agriculture and Natural Resources Association was held at the Pennsylvania State University. The third annual conference was hosted by the University of Maryland Eastern Shore. At this conference, the name Minorities in Agriculture, Natural Resources, and Related Sciences was chosen, and the first set of national officers were elected. More than 50 universities now have chapters of manners, and conferences are held annually at sites all around the United States. This year, we'll be in Jacksonville, Florida. Close to 1,000 students and professionals now attend this yearly event. I was a manners member in undergrad and in my master's program, but after I graduated and went to work as a K-12 teacher, I lost touch with the organization and a lot of ag activities. 
When I started my PhD program, I got involved again with Purdue's Manners chapter. And the year I served on the e-board as the grad student rep, we had a black lady e-board. It was empowering and an experience that I hold close. And so if you haven't picked up what I'm putting down, manners is so necessary. So often, black folks and other folks of color are the only or one of the few in an ag department. What we know is that when students feel a sense of belonging, they have a better chance of staying in the department, being successful academically, and graduating. When I started at Purdue in fall of 2014, I was one of three African-American students in the department. And let me tell you what, we hung tough. We studied in the office together. We went to lunch. We hung out. And it also helped our advisor, who was the only black faculty physically located within our department. There was another black faculty, but she was located in an, administra- in an administrative office because she was an associate dean. But as the years went by, our advisor continued to bring in more black students to the department. But as he moved up the ladder, made full professor, and now he's an associate dean, he is taking on fewer graduate students. So what happens to the sense of belonging that students who do not have the privilege of those numbers of black students, what happens to their sense of belonging? Manners can be one outlet to help with the isolation lone black students and other students of color may feel. What I like about Manners and similar organizations is that you are not only able to connect with folks who share demographic backgrounds, but you can connect with folks who are in similar academic fields and careers. I'm currently a professional academic Manners member, and it's been super important for me now because I'm not employed in agriculture. I have yet to find an agricultural home, but I will continue to do ag-related research and participate in ag-related activities. And for me, Manners is the perfect way to stay connected to Black agriculture. Manners has a number of webinars on their website that may be helpful, um, including race tenure and resource allocation, land-grant institutions, Ross University School of Veterinary Medicine presents expanding access to the veterinary profession and examining how racism and biases have shaped the American agricultural industry of millennials perspective. I'll leave a link to the webinar page in the show notes. It's time for the praise reports. It's time for the praise reports. Send in your praise reports. Um, If you know someone who needs to be celebrated or if you're like, girl, I'm out here being great. um, I'm going to send in my own praise report. Send it on. You can send them in by email to agincolor.contact at gmail.com or slide in my DMs on Instagram. So some of these I've been holding on to since the last episode. And then some of these are new. So um, just just celebrate with me. Irene Lewis has been writing up all kinds of articles with Ag Daily. So when I wrote this down, she had uh, written an article called The California Almond Farm That Brought My Family Into Agriculture. And in this article, she talked about how her grandparents found their way into agriculture and land ownership. And if you've been paying attention, you know that there's a lot of talk right now about black folks, land ownership, land theft, land loss, 
Um, so I tap into her article. I think she's put another one out since then. Um, the link to all of them will be in the show notes. Dr. Deetra Young has been recognized by diverse issues as an emerging scholar. Dr. Young is the Associate Dean for Academics and Land-Grant Programs and Associate Professor at Tennessee State University. In her interview with Diverse Issues, she noted, I've had some pretty incredible mentors. They've been instrumental to my success. Dr. Olga Bolden-Tiller was recently named Dean of the College of Agriculture, Environment, and Nutrition Sciences at Tuskegee University. Back in May, last May, back in May, Dr. Jewel Brona was confirmed as Deputy Secretary of the USDA. She is the first Black woman and woman of color to serve as Deputy Secretary. Jakeitha Johnson graduated last May with her bachelor's in agricultural economics from the University of Kentucky. She is a past national graduate student vice president for Mariners Region 3. And I want to read to you the caption for her graduation post on Facebook. Quote, today I did something my ancestors dreamed of. I graduated college with a degree I sought as liberation. This is for them. This is for us. In these photos are the historic sleep quarters my enslaved ancestors laid their heads. It truly restored my faith in our people and made me recognize the resilience and strength I carry. I am the dream. Note, I was the only black woman to graduate with my degree. End quote. The Farmer's Bag, Black, Abundant, and Gifted, (laughs) received funding from Bobcat Equipment Company last year. The Farmer's Bag was founded by sisters Brielle and Michelle Wright in 2020, and the funds will go towards endeavors such as support for Black farmers and educational outreach for youth. Kaya Nelson is a senior in ag business at Florida Agricultural and Mechanical University who secured an internship with the Congressional Black Caucus Foundation as a State Farm Communications intern. Joanna Hamilton is a PhD student at Oregon State University studying public policy with a focus in agricultural and rural policy. She is celebrating three years of her business, Melanin Minerals. I personally have tried the CBD bites uh, they are definitely are calming. They help me go to sleep. And I've tried the pain cream. Also works. Definitely recommend both. So go and support a black woman owned business. Krista Barfield of Farmer John Agriculture recently received a $50,000 grant from the Pennsylvania Department of Agriculture. This is their first state level grant. And last Shout out to all the students who were accepted to and recently participated in the Ag Policy Summit. And special shout out to my mentee, Akuya, who participated. And I'm so excited. I will be meeting her at Manners. Um, so shout out to all the folks in the praise report. If you want to see the more up-to-date praise reports, check out the Instagram posts. If you want your praise report to be read out on the show, let me know. You can send praise reports in by email to agincolor.contact at gmail.com or send them to me in my Instagram messages. I want you to go check out season two episodes of the Agriculture is Life podcast. 
Agriculture is Life is a podcast and t-shirt brand from friend of the show, Arnisha Smallwood. She's interviewed teachers, university faculty, farmers, and more. Go check her out. For all my nature and environmental people out there, check out a podcast I just recently found called We Out Here Podcast. <laughs> um, it's hosted by Alexi Grusis and Allison Jones. They discuss the experiences of black, brown, and indigenous folks in science and nature. Let me know what you want to hear about on the show and suggestions of folks that you want me to have on the show. You do not have to be a student or a faculty or a farmer to be on the show. Just be your beautiful black woman, black non-binary, black film self in agriculture. Finally, make sure you sign up to be on the email list. Link will be in the show notes. Thanks for listening, y'all. Bye.